Welcome to So You Want to Be a Witch, the podcast for soul-centered entrepreneurs and the people who love them. Welcome back to So You Want to Be a Witch. I am your host, Sarah M. Chapel, and today we're going to talk about how to change your mind. Now, I don't mean that like in some way, change your mind, change your life kind of programming way. I mean, what happens when you decide you want something different than what you have, when you make a decision and then want to change your mind? How do you address that in your business? Before we dive in, I just wanted to give a quick update. Uh, those of you who follow me over on Instagram know I am moving back to New York City. Um, by the time you hear this, I will have um, hopefully secured an apartment and be ready to move. And I'm moving up in the beginning of September. Longtime listeners know that I have lived in New York for quite some time before we moved to North Carolina, and we are really excited to get back home. Um, it is it is time. I'm sharing this now, though, because chances are I'm going to be a little bit less active. I currently plan to be releasing the podcast for the rest of the month, but our episodes might be a little bit shorter. But hey, bite-sized, always good. You guys are busy. And you probably won't see me quite as much on Instagram because we've got a lot to do to get ready for our move. So that's a heads up life event kind of stuff. And for me, flexibility is a really primary thing in my business. So I'm excited to do that. But because we're heading into this big life phase thing, these free resources I create, they might not be my top priority since of course, all of my business energy needs to go to supporting our customers inside our programs. So I just wanted to be upfront about that. I think you probably won't notice too many changes, but some of our stuff might be a little bit slow for August and early September as we settle in. So changing your mind, this is on my mind because something I see a lot with business owners, you know, is this fear of making a decision because what if they choose the wrong thing? And you'll often hear me talk about stuff like planning for your inevitable success. When you're creating a new offer, for example, actually imagining what if it sells out? What if I am fully booked? What if I have hundreds of people in my membership? What then? Asking those questions to really prepare yourself for your successful future. This is important because how you structure your business and your offers needs to take into account the idea that they might work. <laughs> a lot of people starting out in their business are very willing to do things that are underpaid, are very willing to do things where they are over delivering to an extreme, where they are crossing their boundaries, and generally doing stuff that is not only not scalable, but isn't sustainable for you in your business. Something that works when you have two or three customers is going to be very different than something that works when you have 200 customers. So we've talked a lot on this podcast and in my programs about planning ahead and trying to envision where might we try to go. This came in my mind because I see it with my clients a lot, but as you probably know if you listen to this show, I'm working on a new in-depth group program for membership site owners. And this is one of the biggest mistakes with membership sites is that subscription or membership programs, people create them envisioning having 10, 20, 30 clients. But if you have a site like the Holistic Business Academy example, where we have multiple hundreds of clients then and plan to have more, then those things might not work. It breaks or you all of a sudden are working too much, giving too much, and you are not sustained by your work. You are burning out. So this was top of my mind, but it doesn't just apply to that. It applies to one-on-one -on -one work. It applies to physical products, digital products. It doesn't really matter what the business is. We have to plan ahead. 
And we also talk about this a lot in terms of technology choices, right? I talked about this with Patreon last week. When you are just starting out, Patreon feels like a great deal because you don't have to pay anything up front. But once you start generating any kind of revenue that actually is going to kind of sustain you, you're giving them a huge amount of money. It's not a good long-term strategy. So we talk about this inevitable success, but what about when we don't want to do something anymore? What about when we change or our priorities change? And this becomes a place where folks get really nervous. And if that's you, you're not alone. This idea that if we make a choice and it's the wrong one that we're stuck, that we're fucked, that there's nothing we can do is really common. And I always want to say this kind of as a kind of pairing with the idea of preparing for your inevitable success because sometimes we'll do that and we'll realize that we still didn't prepare properly because you don't know what you don't know. That's normal. That's why it can be helpful to be in a program with somebody who has that experience. So those of you who are membership and subscription site owners, I hope you're going to be excited about our new program because we're going to teach you all the mistakes that we made so you don't have to <laughs> save you a lot of time and a lot of money um, on those. So we can't get it perfect, but also you're a human who's changing, especially if you're here listening to this, you're probably on some kind of spiritual personal development path and have a desire to grow and expand and evolve. That means that your interests, your desires, your boundaries, your priorities, those will change. And alongside them, often your business will need to change as well. This is especially true of those of you who have essentially what I call personal brand businesses. Okay, I'm sorry, I don't just call that. Other people call that. That's like a thing. That's not a Sarah thing. <laughs> but you have something where you are the face of your brand. And this comes up a lot with my students when they start getting into new areas of interest, learning new modalities, developing new skills, and wanting to shift the direction of their business. And when you're a personal brand, a lot of it falls on you. And as you change, it can feel awkward almost to change your business as well. If you have a more established kind of company style brand like we do for Holistic Business Academy, my personal evolution doesn't really affect the HBA growth as much because it's not just the Sarah show, right? We have, we have a team, we have a whole structure, we have like content and a lot of different teachers coming into that program. So my personal growth doesn't affect it quite as much as if for say I was doing a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching and my interest started to shift. So those of you in particular in those spaces probably resonate with or maybe are worried about that. What if I decide I don't like doing this anymore? And then regardless of your business, your priorities can always change. Maybe you decide you want to go back to school. Maybe you have kids. Maybe you get sick, right? Maybe somebody in your family needs care. Life happens. So how do we then change our mind? How do we then change our boundaries and change our offers? The key here with any change that we are making to our business is to ask a series of questions. I know that's gonna shock you, right? <laughs> I think questions are so unbelievably powerful and especially as business owners, one of our primary jobs is to start to learn what the right questions are to get a solution. If you can teach yourself how to ask better questions, you will get better results in your business. That is, that is a fact. And those of you who are in the Holistic Business Academy, we do talk inside our Start Here section, great place to revisit, about how to ask great questions, especially on coaching calls and in our community group. So definitely revisit that um, so that you can kind of brush up on this kind of thinking about questions thing. But the first question we want to ask is, is this a change that I actually need to announce or not? And I think often things that are big deals for us personally or feel like big shifts to us actually don't feel big to our customers. So for example, something I see people do a lot is 
saying, like announcing that they're only going to be posting on Instagram once a week, right? And making a big deal out of it. The reality is people probably don't care. Um, that's probably not a big deal if you go from, if you switch your posting schedule. I mentioned the podcast and my move because I am this week actually missing our free coaching Thursday. And my guess is I'm going to miss a few others. I have a standing date that is live and is a commitment I make to you guys. So I want to let you know about that. But you're going to notice I'm probably not going to be posting a lot either. <laughs> but I, that, I'm less worried about that. I'm more worried about these, these standing dates and commitments that I've made. But, you know, we'll see folks be like, oh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm only going to post once a week or I'm taking a social media break or something like that, right? We make a big deal out of a new boundary or a new choice. It's up to you if you feel like you need to share that. And, you know, if folks are using your DMs for support for your programs, then they probably do need to know that they need to email you or find you some other way. But that might not be an announcement necessarily, Versus, say, for example, that you are working with one on one clients and you are going to be phasing out your program or you are not going to be available for a certain part of the program that you've been running. or you are not going to do a certain kind of session that people are actively booking with you. In that case, you might need to tell those people. So the triage question here is, A, does it actually directly impact people who are paying you? And if so, do how can you do what do they need to know about it? This came up in a class that I'm in right now, where sometimes folks change the structures of their kind of calls that they're running in their communities. So, uh, for example, we run a two calls inside of the Holistic Business Academy. If we were going to bring on, let's say, hire another coach and another coach who in that case, of course, would be awesome. We would hire an amazing coach um, was going to lead one of the calls and it wouldn't be me. I would need to tell our members, right? I wouldn't just be like, surprise, <laughs> um, Sarah's not doing this anymore. I, that would be an announcement that needed to be made to our members because they are paying for a certain service. And I need to share with them about how this person is awesome and how that change is gonna support them more. You might see like things like that in your business as well. Um, maybe if people have been able to, for example, text you in between sessions or you've been doing your session booking via text and you have set up now a proper system, you probably need to tell your customers that they need to use the system and not text you anymore. So is it affecting your customers? And if it's a no, then you might not need to announce it and it might not be as big a deal as you think it is. That is, there I'm talking about kind of like tangible things, but this is also true when we're making shifts in terms of our areas of focus. So not just like how people interact with you and how they buy from you and what you're giving them, but also your areas of focus. There wasn't really a moment where I said, I don't teach tarot anymore and I am a business coach. I just started doing more business coaching. I started doing more business coachy classes. I started doing the HBA. I start, you know, I just started doing it and seeing what the response was. Often I feel like folks think they need to make a big announcement and say, oh, I'm doing this brand new thing. And you can, you can do that, especially if you're going to use some kind of launch strategy to get people excited about it and to like kind of unveil a new version of your business. But you also don't have to do that. You can just start taking action towards the new direction and let people come along on the journey with you. So our first question, does this impact paying customers? And if so, what information do they need? Our second question is, is this an announcement, an announcement that is going to help people make a buying decision? Or is it something that they actually don't need to be formally introduced to? We can just kind of start making these changes. A third question that we need to ask is, how can we help people understand what's in it for them? And this is the key piece. When you are enforcing a boundary, 
or making a change. And a lot of this changing your mind stuff is usually on some level boundary enforcing, right? We don't want to keep doing that thing anymore. Um, it's no longer a good fit for us or um, it's not sustainable for us. One of the reasons it can feel hard to change your mind and to tell people is because it feels like you're taking something away from people. If people have been able to text you to book a session with you, which I don't, I don't recommend, you can do what you want, but like that sounds invasive. <laughs> but I know a lot of people, especially folks with in-person businesses do operate that way. Um, also, some of you probably don't care, right? We have different boundaries, which is cool. If people are texting you and you are gonna say, nope, now you have to go do it this other way, it can feel easy to be afraid that those customers are gonna feel like you're taking away an opportunity or a level of connection with you or level of convenience. So when we're doing something like that, when we're making a change, it's our job to help explain how this benefits them. How does it benefit the customer to not have to text you? Oh my gosh, in so many ways. First of all, they can book a time using a scheduler without having to go back and forth with you. They don't have to have a conversation. They can just select a time that works. Also, when they do it that way, there's no chance that you are going to forget. You're not going to forget to put it in your calendar. It's going to be automatically added. And they'll, they will get automated reminders. And they can reschedule it themselves, maybe, right? So we want to start to think of these changes as actually being essentially sales opportunities to help people see what this makes possible for them. Something else that we did, and we actually never announced it, and it ha literally hasn't been a problem, but we um, stopped answering email on the weekends in my company. You know, I was nervous about that. I was afraid people would feel like they weren't supported and that our customer service would be bad because I take customer service very seriously, as most of you know. Um, I think it's one of the most important things in your business. But what we did was make a really clear autoresponder that said, hey, we'll be back on Monday, and here are the places to get your questions answered in the meantime. And... We didn't sell it to people. We weren't like, we're off because we need to rest and we're modeling good boundaries. But on some level, it's implicit by helping people to solve their own problems and setting clear expectations about when they can get a response from us. We are modeling those boundaries and able to better show up and serve y'all during the week, right? It's pretty important to me that to the best of our ability, we aren't modeling behavior that we disagree with. I want to make sure that we are we are modeling the kind of holistic um, a business approach in our own business. So we make a lot of decisions from that place. But ultimately, when you're making these choices, they do usually benefit your customers. But if your customers are used to a certain level of access to you or a certain kind of support from you, it's going to be up to you to help them see how this change positively impacts them. A really big way, one that I think kind of bubbles up for a lot of people too, that I'll mention explicitly, is when we're essentially, quote, taking away, that's not a quote, <laughs> taking away a feature or something um, from a program or shifting the level of access that people have. Because that is a place where some folks will decide that they don't want to keep working with you. People who have really enjoyed your bad boundaries in the past um, or who want a certain kind of support that maybe you're no longer available for, you might lose some customers. That's normal and it's also, to be honest, it's okay. But why might we do that? Usually we're making those decisions because we're burnt out, because we're tired, because it's not sustainable. So then the, the win for your customers should be obvious that this change is going to help you to better support them when you do show up. It's going to help you to do your job better so they can get better results and they can benefit more from your sessions, from your work, from your products, etc. 
boundaries serve them too because you're going to be better rested and better able to do your job. So that's this third piece we need to look at is what do we need to communicate to people so they can see how this is a benefit to them. And ultimately, that is the most effective way to communicate changes is to focus on how it is going to benefit the customer. Now, again, always to be clear, this is not like you have to lie. Don't make up something weird. Just think about how this is going to help make their lives easier, help them get more results, help them benefit from your boundaries because you're going to be better rested, better able to support people, etc. With our inbox, for example, I'm sure there are people who email us on Friday night and are frustrated that they aren't going to get a result until Monday morning. But ultimately, as a holistic business owner, I don't want to check my emails on the weekends and I don't want my team to do that either. So that's a decision we made to model that behavior. And it does mean that as a result, we don't resent our inboxes. We're able to show up fully because we have those boundaries and support people powerfully in that space. So to recap, It is going to be normal to change your mind in your business, but often it can feel easier to make some of these decisions and take action if you have a plan on how to communicate changes in the future. So we do want to check in first of all and say, is this something that my customers actually need to know about or is this just something that I think is a big deal? And that is a great question to bring to to a coach, to a mentor, to somebody else in business. I wouldn't necessarily bring it to like a friend, you know, who has no idea about business, but to bring it to a coach in particular, to try to discern, do they actually need to know about this? Does an announcement even need to be made, right? And if it does, and essentially, is it impacting paying customers on some level or some commitment that I have made, right? For example, if we didn't do the podcast for a month, I would tell y'all because this is a commitment that we make. Am I kind of changing a commitment? Does that announcement need to be made or does it not? Does it just feel like a big deal because it's my thing and it feels like a big deal to me? The second piece that we're looking at is how do we communicate that? Are we going to communicate that by giving people information on, you know, I mean, the the boundaries of it, of course. And then how are we going to let them know ultimately what is in it for them? And that's this last piece of it, right? Who needs to know? Does anyone need to know what needs to be communicated and how can we sell it to them? How can we explain that this benefits them as well? Because that's really the piece that is going to be challenging is folks feeling like you are, um, yeah, that concern that you're taking something away from them. And even if that's something you're afraid of, I just want to remind you, it's your business. You get to decide what those rules are and you get to decide what those boundaries are. It is totally normal to change your mind. It is totally normal to outgrow offers, to outgrow certain things. And often for us, they feel like a really big deal. But for most of our customers, they aren't. It's just a change. And as long as we communicate that change effectively and clearly and help them understand why we're doing it in a way that speaks to the benefit to them, you know, I wouldn't send a client, your clients an email being like, I'm exhausted, so you can't text me anymore. That's maybe not the most supportive way to explain that. But say something like, you know, in order to fully serve you, I'm going to use a scheduling software so you can book at any time without having to go back and forth with me on text. Awesome, right? See how different that sounds? And that that's really the key is to just think about how you can be supportive to your customers during that change, let them know the benefits for them. And then one final piece is stay firm. If you make a change in your business, honor the change. Don't backtrack. Don't let other people slide through because you used to do it differently. That doesn't work. You're only going to know if it was the right change and an effective change 
if you honor the change fully. And then you can make another decision again if you need to in the future. So I hope that this is helpful to start to think about how to prepare to make choices in your business and actually take action with the understanding that you can shift in the future and you will shift because you're human and you change, which is awesome. And if it's helpful for you, this can be a really nice place to write a couple kind of scripts or canned emails, just something to have a way to so you already know a little bit about what you might do. And if you're going to make a big change, give yourself the space to think about that and really consider what I'm doing this for me or because my interests have changed or my needs or priorities have changed. But how can I communicate this to my customers so they understand it in a way that really resonates to them and isn't about me because ultimately it's not about you right when we're working with our customers um, it's about them and what they need so go forth make bold choices because you are not locked into them you can always choose again and while yes you have a responsibility especially to your paying customers your primary responsibility is to communicate clearly. That is the most important piece. And ultimately to give them the information they need to decide whether or not they want to keep buying your thing. That is up to them. All right, y'all, I will see you here next week. And uh, thank you so much, everyone over on Instagram who had such kind words about my move coming up as well. We're super excited. And I look forward to kind of being ready to be fully back in into all of our business mode by mid-September. But for now, we'll have some fun short episodes and hopefully give you some, some cool tips and tricks and perspectives. I will see you guys next week. Bye for now.